Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Skyline. The podcast is dedicated to topics relating to unidentified aerial phenomenon, disclosure, and experiences of all kinds. I'm your host, Sheila Seppi, with my little dog, Willow, walking back and forth across my desk. And our guest today for this episode is the Reverend Michael Carter. I'm very, very honored to have Reverend Carter here. And for those of you who may not be familiar with his work, he is an ordained interfaith minister known for his diverse background and contributions to spirituality, anti-racism training, and unique perspectives on the extraterrestrial phenomenon. He is an ordained minister with a passion for spirituality and a commitment to social justice, and he received his master's in divinity degree from Union Theological Seminary in New York. His career has seen him serve as a board-certified chaplain at various hospitals in New York and North Carolina, providing spiritual support to individuals in need. Reverend Carter's dedication to anti-racism training during his service with various Unitarian Universalist congregations in New York led to recognition by President Clinton for his efforts in fostering. I want to say right now, I am just so honored to have you here with us. Because in addition to your spiritual work, you're a very prominent figure with the explorations of the UAP phenomenon mm-hmm. and the longtime UFO, uh, UFO contacts. And in your book, The Alien Scriptures, uh, Extraterrestrials in the Holy Bible, you reached the number one spot on the Amazon's best-selling list for the UFO-related books. And I think that was uh, in March of 2014. Mm-hmm. You also have your expertise has led you to appearances on the George Norrie Coast to Coast radio show and with Gaia TV, uh, with George's show Beyond Belief. And you appear often on the History Channel Ancient Alien series. You have such a vast and diverse background that I don't even know where to begin with you, except (laughs) for, you know, you want to share with us to open up a little bit about what's on your heart, because I have a list of questions that I want to ask you. You know, first of all, I want to say thank you again for having me on the show. And you know, it's like when I hear you going through that, I'm like, who is she talking about? But uh, (laughs) it's me. But yeah, no, you know, I'm, um, What's on my heart? You know, I I have hope going into the future uh, for our planet and and for our country. And uh, that doesn't mean everything's going to be, we're all going to sing Kumbaya, but I just try to keep, I just try to keep a positive attitude and encourage other people to, and you know, it's a new year. What are we, 12 days into the new year? And so it's, it's, we have choices to make and, uh, and, and and things to do. And this is the beginning. And hopefully we will put our foot on the path and, and start that journey. Awesome. Awesome. So now I know I gave a little bit about your background. Yeah, but you are did. there some other things that you want to share with everyone before I get into um, asking some questions? Well, I'm 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 a father. I have an 18-year-old who's looking at going to college. Um, she's looking at colleges now. Um, you know, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm a a partner, I'm a husband, um, and I am, you know, I'll be 67 years old this year and I'm like, wow, where did that time go? So I, I'm going to encourage people, listen, it's not a dress rehearsal. You've got to... (laughs) It goes, and I believe in life after life and all that, but I mean, for this particular life, you know, I believe in parallel, you know, I, I think there's, there's, we could argue that it just goes. And so whatever you're going to do, this is the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is wonderful words of wisdom that we mm-hmm. all live by. So, you know, yeah, it goes bringing fast. that forward. Now I, I did want to ask you, um, mm-hmm. What has inspired you to really delve into the topic of the ancient aliens and, Mm -hmm. you know, how did that journey begin? And I also want to ask you, what is your definition of ancient aliens? 
My let me answer the second question. My my um definition is more about paleo contact, which is the theory that humankind has been influenced by off-world intelligences in our distant past. Well, even well, even now. So that that is my definition that that human history uh, and I'm using uh, narratives of different cultures to tell us that our ancestors were in contact with off-world intelligences and that some of those intelligences were benevolent, some of them not so much, some of them just wanted our resources, some of them wanted to see how we would evolve. So that's how I defined uh, ancient aliens. Um, the other the, the the other question is, you know, I didn't even um Sheila, you know, I didn't I didn't even believe in this stuff, man. I, you know, I grew up in the African American Baptist tradition. I was very religious. My parents were and are. Um, and I I just, you know, I wanted to be a good son and I enjoyed church. I enjoyed it for what it could be, and I enjoyed going to different houses of worship. And I never watched Star Trek until about five years ago, six years ago. I know people said, well, what rock were you hiding under? But I just, it just, I didn't even yeah. believe it. I remember growing up in Baltimore and someone saying to me, do you live, do you believe in extraterrestrial life? And I was like, no, what are you crazy? Are you crazy? And, and they said, why? And, and I said, because it's not in the Bible. But then, as I know, I, I was a foolish young man, but, but, you know, you know what you know. And then... Um, I started studying and I'm, I'm an experiencer, as you know, that really pushed the ball forward. But I just, even without that, I started reading about, you know, metaphysics and psychic phenomenon. And, and, you know, I had friends who were not Christian and they were the most dear people I have ever met. And it was hard for me to think that a loving entity would barbecue them in eternity just because they believed different from me. And, and it just didn't make sense. And so um, I, I started drifting away from the Baptist tradition. Um, and and then when I had my experiences, which continue, uh, that was the glass of cold water in the face. And so I started, you know, I started saying, well, these beings visited me. It began in, now I look back, I was probably being visited as a child, but my recollection was December 28, 1989. And then years after that. So I said, if these people were visiting me in December on December 28, 1989, they'd probably been here uh, December 28, 1989 BCE, and maybe even before that. And so I started reading and studying and following my spiritual path. And uh, that's that's the truncated version, but that's how I got here. Okay, I have to ask you. Yes. Can you share a little bit about your experiences? With yeah, I can. I can. December 28th, 1980. Well, let's look at it this way. Kierkegaard said that life is lived forward, but it's only understood backwards. So um, looking back, I was being visited as a child, but I didn't know how to articulate that. I didn't know. I mean, I, there were always orbs around me. I could see um, uh, auras around people had a few nosebleeds. I didn't even know they were nosebleeds. Um, I thought my ear was bleeding. But anyway, I'm looking back now. But December 28th, 1989, I had gone to uh, Mexico with my girlfriend at the time. And we went to the Yucatan to visit the Mayan pyramids at Chichen Itza and Tulum. Fascinating, as you can imagine. And um, on the way back home, well, going back home, um, we got off at JFK. I was living in New York then. And she said, it's cold. I'm tired. I said, it's cold, but I want to go out. A friend of mine invited me to a get together. No beverages were, no alcoholic beverages were consumed. And I just wanted to gloat. I was golden. My hair was a, a, a yellowish blonde. Um, and we went, I went. Lovely. We talked, oohed and odd. I wanted to gloat. It was freezing in New York, and I had just come back from 87 degrees. And that night, when I don't know whether I felt someone in the room or what, but when I got up, uh, I turned around and I brought these so you could get an idea. This person 
was um, at the edge of my bed. Not in this robe. I had someone make this for me, but in a jumpsuit that looked like Reynolds wrap. Uh, I mean, he was about four feet tall, if that. I'm saying he may have been a she, um, may have been AI, but but he was there and around him was a cobalt blue light and around him was a bright light. And I had never been so afraid in all my life, but my girlfriend wouldn't wake up. And so um, I just pulled the covers up over my head and got into the fetal position. I am not a macho individual. And I felt, now we were on the 15th floor of the Excelsior Hotel. It's still in New York. I was just there about six weeks ago visiting her and some other friends with my family. And um, the temperature changed. It was like if you were in your home, right? Well, you're in your home right now and your eyes are closed and you're afraid. And then all of a sudden you feel like you're outside. Right. And that's what happened. And I, I, I heard this like the wind blowing. I finally grew a pair and pulled the covers down and nobody was there. Yeah. It was quiet. She woke up. She's a deeply understanding and spiritual person. I told her what happened. She didn't say, what are you, some kind of nut? Um, and she had a lot to do with my spiritual journey when 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 we were dating and, and married. So that was it. But then they started visiting. Mm. every new and full moon for about eight months to a year. Oh, so there was and a cycle. Oh, 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 listen, I got them. Uh, I, 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 These people, the reptilians came to visit me. This person came to visit me in 2016. Mm. This individual healed a blood clot I had in 2013. You can, it's like, hold on, let me do it this way. <clears throat> he's very pale Nordic person and so but they were coming the gray looking people and they weren't really gray they were kind of chalk white and they would paralyze me and they would show me like one time they showed me a past life as a monk in a, and a high-ranking official in the catholic church which which explains my love of religion all religions and I wasn't raised catholic they showed a future event when I was speaking at a church um that happened down the line and it did happen. I almost forgot. And I said, Whoa, this is, I've been here. And yeah. And then the other people came to visit and, you know, sometimes they would touch me and they wouldn't talk. They would just say, you know, you know, chill. They would just say, I don't want to hurt you. And, but you know, you, you know, just fight or flight. And that started me looking at scriptures and I got I started doing Reiki healing and now I kind of call it space Reiki because the, the the energy has changed every time I see them. And I had someone tell me they, they accused me of being a liar, but I, I gave them some energy and they they had a uh, they were limping and they came three times and the limp went away. And uh and we were friendly. She was about 75, 80 years old and she she got rid of her cane. And she said, you're a liar. And I said, I don't understand. I said, aren't you better? What can I do? She said, you're calling that Reiki. She said, son, I've been doing energy work since before you were born. She said, that's not Reiki. That's from your friends. That's from those people you know. Yeah. I said, well, I don't know what it's from, but I use it. And, 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 and that has been the journey. <clears throat> I wrote the books. Um, uh, alien scriptures, and then I wrote uh, New World, if you can take it. And then I wanted to get away from you. I didn't want to be known as the UFO minister, which I am known of anyway. But so I wrote a book on healing and prayer, and I wrote a, a meditation manual, and I wrote the handbook Initiation for Experiencers. Mm -hmm. And my latest book just came out December 3rd. It's a book of sermons, it's called Enlightenment. So, you know, these things have, have happened, and you know, I feel like I'm giving something back. I feel like I'm contributing. Um, and that's all I ever really wanted to do. My background, as you know, was as an actor in New York, but I wasn't happy with that. Right. I, you know, I, I went to New York and I went out to L.A. I thought I was going to be Denzel Washington, but I wound up being <laughs> Reverend Carter. And um, which is not not too shabby. Um, but but, you know, that's what I really wanted to do. And I, I'm happy kind of giving back.
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of times people have difficulty in reconciling their spiritual backgrounds with their exploration of uh, extraterrestrials. And I was just wondering, uh, with all the research that you've done, do you have any key insights or discoveries that you have made while conducting research? You know, not more ministers, but the more people, it's pretty common knowledge that maybe these chariots and whatever in the Bible were ships. So at the time I did it, it was, wow, there's this minister, he's an experiencer. And, but now I'm looking even deeper, and this is fairly recent. I mean, I talked about this at a UFO conference last September, and so I haven't talked about this a lot. But when I look in the, the Old Testament, the First Testament, um, we, our ancestors were telling us, and, and this is how it affects us today, that, again, that they were in contact with these beings, which we would call today an invasion, that the earth was kind of divvied up because you have the Vedic scriptures talking about it in India, you have the Mesoamericans talking about it, you have <clears throat> Mesopotamian texts, and of course the Bible. And they were trying to tell us that there is an overlay to everything that happens on this planet and that these beings are behind it. And again, some of them um, were warriors and we were caught in the crossfire. If you look at Yahweh, that was one of the reasons I left, uh, you know, uh, uh, Christianity proper, Orthodox Christianity, mm -hmm. because Yahweh is not a nice person. Right. And Yahweh is murdering people and he's ruling by terrorism and uh, war. And it's hard for me to say, this is the same being that's supposed to be about love. This is the same being that Jesus and other avatars and saints are talking about. And so now that, 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 scare some people but once you once you accept the fact that we live in a populated universe that we are not the only ones you have to start thinking differently about what god is or whatever you want to call it the force the prime mover what well, i'm just using that word there are other probably mm -hmm. better words to use so um and a lot of the trouble that we have now and, and the good things as well are because of our relationship with these beings. And, you know, some of them wanted us to, you know, if you look in the Bible, you look, for instance, if you look in Genesis and you look at the Tower of Babel, which was really a launch pad, you know, you know, we go by because, um, you know, Elohim is plural. I'm sure you know about all that. And it's been a mistranslation and it's talking about gods. And these beings are saying they can't do this. We know because they're going to become just like us. We can't have them with this technology. So they mess up the language and, and they do all that. We have that now today. There's some beings who just want us for resources, want the planet for resources, want us to be so dumb that we weren't even that we didn't even know we were naked in the Garden of Eden, which was this laboratory. And then you have some be and some beings in between. And then you have some beings who, you know, like who comes and warns Noah, hey, man, if you can't swim, I got news for you. You better start. You know, we don't want to see all of you drown. And we have that now. And we have, um, I mean, I could go through a list for you, but we have leaders now who've come out and said this. We think disclosure is Biden or Trump or whoever's going to be Caesar in 2024, whoever's going to be the emperor, that they're going to come out on the White House lawn and go, hey, guess what, guys? I got to tell you something. We've been lying to you for 70 plus years <laughs> and that some of some people lost their lives. God bless them. God help them. But we just had nobody's going to do that. Not unless we have like a truth and reconciliation committee, which I would be love to see like they did in South Africa, because I think that's the only way you're going to get at the truth. But when you look at, I took some notes, if you don't mind. Oh, no, please. Okay. We, we, this is, let me tell you, this is what disclosure is, okay? 
I'm not saying there's not great because you've read my mind. That my next <laughs> question was, what do you this believe? Is, this is disclosure. About? This is disclosure. Remember Paul Hellyer, the former Defense Minister of Canada, claiming mm -hmm. that military intelligence uh, among governments of the world that we wouldn't touch with them. Remember him? He died. Okay, he came out and said that. Yeah. He kept saying it. Yeah. Nobody medicated him. Nobody locked him up. Nobody said, what the hell are you talking about? No. Uh, in, in 2008, Dmitry Medvedev, the, the former deputy chairman of Security Council of the Russian Federation, on a hot mic, on a hot mic, he said that every prime minister of Russia is given a dossier detailing the space civilizations that we're already in contact with. Putin didn't come out and say, just ignore the man behind the curtain. He just went on. Okay, these are these are government, high-ranking government. Uh, uh, Gary McKinnon hacked into NASA's computers and came across images and text revealing that we were already in some kind of communication, uh, U.S. intelligence and extraterrestrials. He was a Brit. The U.S. wanted him extradited in 20, uh, 2002. Great Britain said, no, that's not going to happen. Not only is it not going to happen, but they changed their extradition laws to protect him. Now, they didn't say what he said was true, but they said we had uh, Edgar Mitchell. I mean, this is when people are, and obviously David Grutch and these folks, but in 2017, uh, 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 Christopher Mellon used to uh, be the former assistant of defense for Clinton and Bush. He's pushing this. Of course, um, you know, we can go on and on and on, but they're saying that this has been going on for 70 plus years, which if you do the math, it takes us back to Truman and Eisenhower. There's one other right. thing I think you'll really like this one. You can go Google it if you want. Uh, in December uh, 2008, um, Haya Meshed, who was the, he's the retired Brigadier General mm -hmm. for 27 years, for uh, uh, Chief of Security for Israel, said that there is a Galactic Federation that we are in contact with these civilizations. They have uh, chose, some of them have chosen not to disclose. Some of them want to disclose and some of them don't. He says that until we get a better understanding, they're saying until you get a better understanding of space and what space is. Um, but I mean, come on, this man is saying there is a galactic federation and we are in touch with, oh, this man has no reason to lie. And of course there's Elaine Juliet. Uh, you know, in France, he's the former uh, head of intelligence there, said that the United States and other countries have been in contact with these beings and that there is a federation. And um, so that means that they're talking about us. I want to see Earth at the table. I don't want to see Earth being talked about. But they're saying until we reach a certain level of technological maturity, I would say spiritual maturity, that we're going to kind of be in the dark here. But when you have these high ranking people... And they have to say, if they're saying this, they have a clearance to, just like uh, Brother Elizondo. This is this, oh, the, the Vatican in 2009 talked about um, that the possibility that we are in contact with. Anyway, I can go on and on, I will shut up. But here you have the Vatican and governments saying this. To me, that sounds like disclosure. Right, right. You know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, do you think that any government on this planet is close to announcing disclosure or sharing more information about disclosure. And well, we know announcement. Um, I don't think, I, well, I think they're going to drip, drip, drip it. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, because there's geopolitics and, Who's going to have the technology? Because whoever has this technology controls the world because these right. countries will use it for military right. <clears throat> um, purposes. The answer to your question is, I think they're all close, but they're all talking to each other. Right. You know, they're all talking to each other. China is talking to Russia. Russia's talking to us. Uh, 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 you know, I always found it fascinating that we have this international space station and all these countries, they have representatives, Right. But we're being told they get they don't get along down here on the earth. Right. But yet they can all work together in space. It's just curious. But yeah, I, I think they're all in touch. I think that there's a reason 
that they are all we're getting all this information now because eventually we, there may be a sighting there always have been but there's going to be something that they can't explain away uh -huh. my concern is that we are going to be told that all of them are uh not helpful not friendly right we keep talking about a national security threat. And so it's like a pickpocket. When you walk into a room, all you see is pockets. Well, when you're when you're in a in, in, you know, when you're in a military uh mindset, everything is everybody's a potential enemy. And that's what <clears throat> pardon me, I, I would hope not happen. And everything is about tech. UAPs, they changed the name, arose by any other name. But what we're seeing is the military is setting this up where we're the experts. Mm -hmm. we, we, we changed the nomenclature, they're UAPs, we got all these pilots, we got, and so you don't hear the average person really having any say in this at all. The military has hijacked this whole entire thing. And we're talking about um, hardware instead of the consciousness shift that will probably help save us. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about weapons and national security. And 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 I'm not saying those kind of things are important. I, people, you know, they have more experience in this than I do. But if you're only looking at it from that perspective, if the only tool you have is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail. Right. Yeah, right. Well, let me ask, um, how do you see post-disclosure world affecting religious structures or will it will life go Great on question. just normal no it will definitely affect it it's affecting it now which i think is why people powers that be can't talk about it yet because when you look at the old testament okay we're not talking about the new testament mm -hmm. and jesus comes and talks about his father and you were talking about the buddhist scriptures and what have you but um you have to say from my perspective where, where is God in the Old Testament? Mm -hmm. Ancient Hebrew, primitive Hebrew was not monotheistic. Um, uh, primitive Hebrew were these be you know these uh, these human beings worship different gods. There's Dagon, there's Asherah. Of course, they have different names in the Egyptian pantheon, but they're referring to the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they're called the Titans in, 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 in Greek lore, different names in the Viking lore and in, 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 in uh, Africa, they're different names. But and 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 so they're fighting among themselves and we're caught in the crossfire. Right. And so um, if you read, for instance, in Jeremiah or the book of Samuel, um, where they are telling, you know, King Hezekiah was um, the king of of uh, he was king in Judaism around six, seven century BCE. And he wanted uh, all of the, you know, they used to put altars where they encountered beings. And so he wanted that torn down. He was a Yahwist. He worshiped Yahweh. When he died, his, his, his grandson, who became king at eight, he was being influenced by the same people that were helping his grandfather. And so they would they tore down. And Jeremiah laments uh, in the book of Jeremiah. He's angry that these people are not worshiping Yahweh. They are they are still talking about Asherah, who helped them introduce to beer, sanitation. You know, we got good things from them. The book of Enoch talks about, you know, and so they wanted to consolidate, which is the way they do today, one temple would be in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. one God would be Yahweh, one high priest, and one king. Why? Because it's easier to govern. What does that sound like? It sounds like today. Ancient Judaism was not monotheistic. But that, but but what King Hezekiah and Josiah did was they tried to take all the references to these other gods out of the Bible. So you only have Yahweh. But when you read the Old Testament, not as God stories, but if you read it as 
um, uh, a planet that's being occupied, it makes a whole bunch of sense. And you don't have to worry about, well, how can I worship this God who's killing men, women, and children and telling his followers to do this, that, and the other? That's what's so crazy making. That's why people leave religion, because they say it just doesn't add up. But if you look at it from an ancient alien perspective, paleocontact, it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, honestly, I think that the book you wrote, uh, The Alien Scriptures, Extraterrestrials in the Holy Bible, is something that everybody really read, needs to read that's involved with the church. So that they I do too. have a an educated understanding of the true history of this planet yeah. and what the Bible was actually trying to say. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I, I wasn't the first one to do it. Dr. Barry Downing, a colleague mm -hmm. of mine, did it back in 68. And there there were some other clergy, not many, um, and other people writing about this. But I think it would help if a clergy person talked about this, which is what I'm doing. And you see it happening today. If we look at the Middle East, if we look at what's going on in Ukraine, these people all worship Yahweh. It's not a whole bunch of love and mercy. It's about war. Right. And and it, be, because when you when you look at this, it's not it's not the people that have problems with each other. It's the leadership. Right. In any war, for the most part. When I went to Israel, oh boy, back in 93, 94, you know, I saw married couples. One was Egyptian, one was Jewish. I mean, you see that, and they they wanted peace, but it's their leadership who wanted different things. And so, um, and everybody's guilty up to the you-know-what, so I'm not picking a side, but this is what wars are about. And usually it's not it's not the people, it's the leadership who want land. They want access to resources. I say we got that. And we got some good things, but we got that from our extraterrestrial overseers because they were fighting among themselves. Right, right. You know, there's so much information out there and the general public is just not aware of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering... In your mind, are there like one, two, or maybe even three main topics that you believe everyone should be educated in per this disclosure or extraterrestrial information coming out? I think, I, well, the, the whole topic of disclosure needs to be looked at. I mean, I know people in my church, for instance, they don't even know that their government, is Congress is having these hearings. Mm -hmm. They don't even know it. They're in their bubble. They need to know that. Of course, religion, <clears throat> and I'm talking about comparative religion. Read the stories from other um, from from other cultures. Mm -hmm. Read the Mesoamerican story of the Popol Vuh when the gods were trying to dumb us down and they wanted us to be slaves. We were noisy. It was too many of us. They couldn't control. So what they did was they they got in a uh, they got in a ship and they sprayed a mist. This is in the Popol Vuh. They sprayed a mist over the human beings to dumb us down. That sounds like stuff that goes on today. Um, so I would say, yeah. So I would say anything about disclosure, even no matter how crazy you think it is, go back and look at Roswell. Go back and look at the Truman and Eisenhower administrations. What was going on then? And anything, any comparative religious stories, because that's what affects us. Uh, religion has been used dysfunctional religion has been used to keep us in line, to keep us arguing with people. And and listen, I'm a clergy person and I'm telling you this. It doesn't have to be that way. And I think that if you go to, to like, for instance, Samuel 8, and the people decide that they are going to fire Yahweh. They say, we want a human king. And Saul became that first human king, at least according to the Bible. Um, and and I used when I was a kid, I was like, wait a minute, why? If this is God, why would the Israelites want to fire God and bring in a human king? It just didn't make sense. Right, right. The the thing is, is that Yahweh, they did get rid of Yahweh, and he couldn't destroy them all because then he had no place to rule. Now he did you know, rule from behind the scenes, governing their foreign policy from behind the scenes. But when I read that story, I say that when we 
when our love for each other is stronger than our fear of our rules, we can change anything we want. Mm. That's what happened there. They got rid of Yahweh. Yahweh left. Now, he, he was behind the scenes, but they said no. I mean, they said, what are you going to do, kill us? You can't kill all of us. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So you've got such a um, vast knowledge, a broad uh, spectrum of, you know, public speaking. And I'm just wondering, what's in the future for you? Do you have any big projects that on? Are you involved in any um, committee works or anything that's happening right now? It's, no, it's a great question. Um, you know, I don't know what's in the future for me right now. So you may say, well, what would you like to happen? If there was, um, I'd like to be able to sit down with my elected officials and talk as, as, as one of many other uh, clergy and as an experiencer, because they're not experiencers. And if they are, they're not talking about it. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to probably some more TV stuff just to get the word out there, maybe some more conferences. That That's what I really like. And uh, our church is growing, you know, um, uh, you, you, so, so I'm really kind of looking at that and that takes up a lot of my time. But I'd like to get the word out more um, because, again, what I'm saying to you now is pretty fresh to me. I mean, I go in more depth about the kings and queens and bloodlines and all that. But before it was just like, hey guys, they're all, they're UFOs in the Bible. And you know, that's great. Mm -hmm. Now I'm into what does that mean for humanity? Because exactly. I was just thinking, you know, all of them, not all of them, I never believed all of them were all love and light, but I focused on because you know, I had a healing from the um, Nordic person healed a blood clot that I had. So some of them treated me well, most of them actually. But there are others that are a little more less, you know, they just they're just here for the resource. They're just here um, to see what they can take. And um, so you, we have a balance. When I talk like that, I have some friends, they say, well, you're being so negative. But I'm not being negative. It's right there in the book. Just pick up the book. You know, you always got to have a polarity. Everybody's not going to see here and 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 sing Kumbaya with you. Uh, but it makes me read the Bible differently. When you know, I used to read Ephesians six, where you put on the breastplate and the armor of God. But now, when you read that, and they're talking about because we're battling not just earth, but powers and principalities and beings from the heavens, it makes so much more sense now. Absolutely. Because that's what they were, they knew back then that we lived in a populated universe. Right. Uh, 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 Peter and Jesus, they knew that. Right, right. But, but it's, ta it's taboo to talk about. Right. You know, the Bible, well, actually all the ancient texts talk about end times, the ascension people now are talking about this shift. Are we getting there through the war? Are we going there through a solar blast? What yeah. are some of your thoughts about that? I got to tell you, it's a great, again, I, I'm loving it. Um, when I first started hearing these things, I was coming from the perspective of, you know, you guys just put extraterrestrials where you would put God. They're going to be your saviors now, okay? And I'm not saying you need saviors, believe me, I'm not. Um, and again, I'm using God. You can put whatever word you want there. And I said, no, that sounds like you're, you're just childish. We we created these problems uh, with the planet, with wars and how we treat each other. We're going to have to clean that up. Nobody's coming to help you or me. But I started going back and reading all these religions, and they all talk about a being or beings coming back. There's either been a cataclysm or there's, or, or, or there's going to be a cataclysm, and they come down and it's like a reboot. I think there's got to be 
a kernel of truth in that because all of the, you know, Hinduism is waiting for the Messiah, Judaism, Christianity, even the Buddhists are waiting for someone. So I think there may be some truth to it. And I would not wait. I would try to make, um, you know, just live the life that you want to live and try to be as loving, as compassionate as you can, because if it does happen, then yay. If it doesn't happen, yay. Um, but the thing is, there is a cataclysm. The Hopi talk about it. And, you know, you may not be here to see it. You know, but I think there's some truth to it. Otherwise, all of these, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a, there's a, a quote from a guy named Dr. Howard Thurman. He was a mystic. He was, he was Dr. King's mentor. And um, he was very open. You know, he was raised Baptist, but he really wasn't theologically. And he said that any truth you find in religion is there because it's true. It's not true just because you found it in the religion. Make sense? Right. So, yeah. so, so I know a lot of Christians who talk about, well, well, you know, Jesus is going to come back and this is going to happen. And then I say, yeah. And do you know that same story is in the Viking thing with Odin and the same, you know, Native American. And they don't want to hear that because they want to hold on to the uniqueness of it. But all these cultures talk about it. And so there's got to be something. Or they've talked about that it's happened before. If you read Genesis, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, in the beginning. Guess what's already there in the beginning? The earth. Yeah. The earth's already void. there. Jeff. Void yeah. without form. Yeah. What was yeah. there before? Why was it void? Yeah. Questions what, what, I've always asked. Right, right, right. And 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 they and they did the terraforming. They separated the waters, the ship, I think. And and so that sounds like there was a cataclysm before. Exactly. And remember, Plato talked about uh he said he was getting his information from like I forgot the priest, the Egyptian priest who said he got his information from the Atlanteans. So there were civilizations, and we're finding out there, a lot of civilizations we'll never find out about. They're underwater, they're underground. But there were so many civilizations, and we're just, Gebeki Tepe is making us rethink when, 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 where humanity started and how it started. So this is just the tip of the iceberg. But Plato said that every 5,000 years or so, there was a cataclysm and that there was a reboot. This is what Plato said. Okay, 2,500 years ago. So um, we live in exciting times. Yes, we do. We do indeed on many, many levels. And yes. assuming that we make it into a post-disclosure world, do you think humanity's ready for that? I do. I think we, but, but, it, but it depends on how it's spun. I think we're tired of centralized government. I think we're tired of 1% ruling over everybody else. I think we're tired of arguing about the color of the skin and who you sleep with. I think people are tired of that. And if these beings, um, you know, can give us free energy or help us with some diseases and stuff like that, I think that we are ready. Um, but if, if it's going to be spun that they are our enemies, that you have to look with. Because a lot of people want our civilization to stay the way it is now because they're making money. They're making money. I mean, how I mean, how 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 hard-headed do you have to get to say that, look what's going on with this planet? Look what we're we're, we're polluting it, but they don't care as long as ching ching, ching ching, ching ching. So I think we are ready. But I also think, again, going back to the control piece, because that's where we get it from our ancestors, and they got it from extraterrestrials, that we want to keep this where there's one government, one temple, one emperor, or whatever you want to call it, and because it's just easy to control people that way. Right, right, yeah. I, I used to not be able to let that in. It sounded too out there. But the more I study and look at it, I'm I'm seeing it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want people to be sheep. And you want the have and the have nots. And, you know, listen, part of the reason people at my church don't know what the government is doing is because they're too busy trying to make a living, trying to live their lives. 
you know, watching the football game. And I love all that stuff. But how can you not know? This is one of the greatest stories, if not the in human history. And I guarantee you, they don't even know. Or, or they just poo-poo it. But this is where your tax money is going. Right, right. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of thought that once the extraterrestrial disclosure happens, more disclosures have to happen, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. uh, it may be, okay, not so much do we want to keep the lid on the extraterrestrial story, but do we really want to air all of our dirty laundry and the things that have been happening over the course of hundreds of years, the entire history of this country anyway, especially with banking systems, et cetera, you know, because once that, once that lid is opened, I think everything is going to start to ooze out. Well, we'll see. I, I agree with you. I also would, would say this, though. The extraterrestrial situation is behind all of it. It's behind all of it. When 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 you have these black budgets, when when the Pentagon says we lost three billion dollars, where's that money going? Nobody right. loses three billion dollars. Right. Nobody. What's going to these black projects? It's going to you know they're sending people up and yeah. And so all of this, I, I read the Bible that way that our ancestors were trying to tell us that all of this is there's 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 the elites. And then there's who the elites answer to, which is what Chaim Meshed was saying, mm -hmm. right? You know, about this galactic federation. That federation is telling earthlings what they need to be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what Paul Hellyer was saying, that we've been in, con you know what I'm saying? That That's what Elaine Juliet is saying. These are head, they're the highest positions that they have of intelligence or whatever. And, and again, nobody said, what did he just say? What? What? They're just putting it out there. Right. And then if something happened, they can always say, we were trying to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. Exactly. Yeah. Plausible that, deniability. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting. And, um, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking at more and more delving more and more into not just that they're out there, but how it affects us, our banking systems, our our military, our, our foreign policy, uh, just our economics. That that hand is all there. Right. You know, even and religion, believe, of course. Yes. I believe that the common person has seen so much and mm -hmm. some people have come forward. Some people have not. The government now has the information about it. It's undeniable that we have had contact, that they're here with us. It's truly undeniable, yet it's deniable. And I it's think deniable. that, yeah. yeah, I think that people are so ready for truth. They're just so ready for a change. And my hope is I would love to see some type of a disclosure come through I think people would breathe easy, but I think we also need to be ready for what that post-disclosure world is going to look like. And I think yeah. that yeah. as a society, we really need to start talking about these bigger issues. How mm -hmm. is it going to affect us militarily? How are we going to look at new economies? Are we going mm -hmm. under the one world economy? These are huge questions. Yes. Yes, centralized government is definitely. Um, and, and right now, you know, we see these wars and rumors of wars. I think people are ready. But again, um, I, I think people are ready, period. Next sentence is, but I'm watching these governments, especially my own government, hijack the stories. Now the only people who are credible are the F-16 pilots. The only people are credible are the military. You know, and, and and because if you control the narrative, then you control the story, you control the information. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But so. it's gonna it's gonna blow everybody away. And it's gonna make us really have to look at religions because you got to say then who or what is God? That's mm -hmm. the question. And that's gonna be different for everybody because everybody experiences that different. Absolutely. So there's no there's no man or woman who's a, no. And so I think that people who want to rule, 
they don't want an educated populace. They don't want you to be educated. They don't want you to be, they, they want you to be controlled. You know, back in the day when, when people took over other people's countries and well, well, they did it in the Bible. They got rid of all the priests and what have you who weren't Yahweh's because you don't want, they get rid of the intellectuals, get rid because they're troublemakers because they're going to make, they're going to empower the people. You have to get rid of those people. Right. You have to silence them. Absolutely. And we need more people to say, I won't be silenced. Yeah. I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. You know, this has been, gosh, a phenomenal conversation. This has been wonderful. So rich, so fun uh, yes. to talk with you. But I'm wondering, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to leave with people? Something that maybe we didn't touch on that's. Um, yeah. You know, just to not let people take away your joy that that that, you know, sometimes you got to turn off the TV or walk away from it. Um, but that life is a beautiful adventure. It really, really is. And and you, you, you know, you don't want that lose that uh, because then you're not going to be able to be any good. So live your life. Love and find out what that is for you compassion spend some time in nature spend some time alone hug your loved ones i mean we got a rough road ahead but life is a wonderful adventure and you've got to grasp it while you got it because it just goes so fast right so reverend carter people who are interested in purchasing your books where can they do so they can go to amazon.com or Barnes and Nobles, all five of my books, all six of those books are there. Uh, you can write me at Michael J S Carter at Gmail. I have a fan page on um, Facebook, Reverend Michael J Carter, and I have another page which is uh, Michael Carter. But I use the fan page the most. And uh, email me. You don't have to agree with me. We can talk it out <laughs> or not. It's up to you. But I will respond. Um, and I'm just wishing everybody. Um, a wonderful new year. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you again for being here. Yeah. So, if you ever want to do this again, or we can go into absolutely. more detail, uh, let me know. We can pick, pick out, pick scenes from the Bible and unpack those, but oh. you know, let me know. I have no problem with that. I ha I have pages of questions for you. So I then will let, definitely yeah, let's set, be, let's set be it back up. in touch. Yes. Yeah, let's set it up. Meanwhile, take care of yourself. Be careful out there in the snow and you're in a, a beautiful part of the country. So I'm wishing you and your family uh, a wonderful weekend. Uh, beautiful. And the same to you. Yeah. And many, many blessings. To so you too, Sheila. You're wonderful. You, 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 you're, perfect. you're good at what you do. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, that. I mean that. So we'll be in touch. Give me a call. Okay, I will. I've got your number. Yeah, I'll <laughs> Holler, okay. and we'll set up some. All right. Thank you. So, everyone, you've been listening to Reverend Michael Carter on Beyond the Skyline. So tune in every Sunday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time for more on UAPs, UFOs, disclosures, and experiences of all kinds. So until then, keep looking up. Many blessings, everyone. Bye-bye.